0: Ray is here on The Blaze Radio Network.
1: That's true, but all I need for you to know is I'm like a bird. I'll only fly away. I don't know where my soul is. I don't know where my heart is, but I'm like a bird. I'll only fly away. For those just joining us, you might be a little confused, Uh, but sometimes I just like to Start the show with song lyrics every once in a while.
2: Yeah. Should we call you Nelly the rest of the day? Oh, <laughs> Nelly!
1: Which, by the way, was the name of her first album. Uh, Nelly Furtado, if you're not familiar with I'm Like a Bird. <laughs> One of the all-time great songs. Is Nelly Furtado in the Hall of Fame, the Rock Hall? Oh, boy. Let me... Uh... Yeah, we should have asked uh, What's-His-Face. I don't <laughs> think she's even eligible yet.
2: Oh come on! That time has passed.
1: Twenty-three years, I think. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's yeah. see. Rock. It came on. out in two thousand ish, right around there.
2: Let's see here. Um, I don't see that she's
1: in. She's not in
2: the Rock Hall of Fame.
1: No way. Mm. Okay. Give it time. Yeah, she'll be there before Foreigner. We all know that. Uh, all right. Yesterday was just another boring day in the life of our healthy, vibrant republic. Uh, the cast of the TV show uh, Ted Lasso was on was at the White House. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. I think it was something with uh, mental health or something, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, and so they got to they got a front row seat to the <laughs> little controversy that happened when African news White House correspondent Simon Atiba, Atiba, is it Atiba Atiba, uh, finally finally broke after. Being ignored by KJP for seven or eight months. Yeah. I mean, without being called on. The guys, he, his contention is the guys in the back of the room rarely, if ever, get called on.
2: And of course, it's true. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And, and and she has told him, look, you can come and see me in my office. You know, and he's done that. And she mm-hmm. told him, uh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna talk to you next year. Like. She is. I'm going to talk such, to
1: you next year.
2: Such a mean girl's approach to people she disagrees with. Yeah. Such a Marxist regime, and that, yeah. that, that, that he can't take this anymore.
1: Yeah, here's what happened
0: yeah right you're right you're here for me refer me no 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 nope, that's not we're not doing this we're not doing this we're not doing this we're not doing this
3: from across the room you've been discriminating against me and discriminating against some people in the briefing and i'm saying that this is the u.s this is not china this is not
2: russia
4: let's
3: start yeah this isn't china it's not russia okay we've free speech
2: here and now the press gallery are trying to shut him up
1: amazing how I they stick together with right. the uh,
5: Democrats. Time's welcome, guys. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to
0: the press briefing room. Okay. Sir, right. Sir, let it go. Are we ready? Are we going to behave?
6: <laughs> While many
0: folks.
1: Oh, the forum, please.
0: <laughs> <Simon>.
1: uh. <laughs> and that's our start. And it didn't stop there either. Uh, Simon had something to get off his chest. Uh, here's what it looked like from the press gallery.
3: Bring it to her later. I have right done now, that. Mr. I have done that. All my emails, I
6: believe not. I understand
3: so. that you get questions all the time and you don't understand what it is to sit here for eight months and be discriminated against. I understand you're that you're in the front minute. row and questions. you feel comfortable and you there get I questions say, all say, the time. I but there are I people think. in the back who don't get any questions. Don't make right.
4: assumptions about what the rest of us do. Mind your manners when you're in here. If you have a problem, you bring it up afterwards. But you are impinging on everybody in here who's only trying to do their job.
3: Okay, Sorry. thank you. I'm saying that you shouldn't okay, discriminate you. against some people because you don't... I agree with that question. You am offended point. by your, your question.
6: Point? Point. We all heard it.
3: All right.
6: Guys, as you all know, many of you know,
0: this is the White House press briefing room, a historic room, a room that should have the quorum, a room uh. where folks should respect their colleagues and respect the guests that are here. See,
2: she's empowered now because the press defended and her.
0: I understand that now, there's going to yeah. be give and take. That's the way the press briefing take. For, for decades before me.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the decorum is I just stand up here and lie to your face every day Isn't and don't something? call on anybody I don't want to call on. I mean, and then you just take it. That's the great decorum in the White House press briefing.
2: If that press room had defended Simon and stood up for him,
1: yeah, but they won't,
2: then her response would have been 180 degrees different. Mm-hmm. But since they all shouted him down and made sure that he knew his place in the back row. Yep. Then she was empowered then to go on there and say, like, hey, come on now. We have decorum here. I mean, there's some good journalists back there. You see, James Rosen used to be at Fox News, he's with Newsmax now. He's sitting back there behind Simon. He never gets called on. He he asks great questions whenever the opportunity is allowed. But that's just it. The press, they don't want the they don't want to answer questions from no, these good don't. journalists. No. That's why the legacy front row gets all the questions, and thank God Peter Ducey is in there.
1: Which is weird. It's a it, Fox News chair. Yeah, but it's weird that uh, Fox News has the chair up front. Never thought I'd see that, but, you know, it's been that way for a little while now. Then they finally restored order, and Zeke Miller from the Associated Press apologized on behalf of the press <laughs> for Simon's interruptions.
0: It's first a, a moment of personal privilege here I just want to express uh, our apologies to the, to the folks watching at home for the display you saw earlier you know, our responsibility is yeah, to them shut up. we're here to ask questions on their behalf to hold their government accountable because they can't all be here uh, this, is, this isn't about us um, so with that
1: it's not about us since when jeez but again it's easy for him to say right oh yeah he's called on all the time uh, yeah by, by the way Including the president uh, himself called, if you remember
6: this. And now I'm happy to take some questions, and I'm told I should start with I'm AP, Zeke Miller. Zeke, you have a question.
2: Didn't recognize you Max a mask on. I apologize. Still wearing the mask, by the
1: way. Jeez. <laughs>
2: Zeke Miller,
1: AP. So last night. Uh, Simon Ateba was on Tucker Carlson, explaining why he spoke up the way he did and interrupted the press conference.
3: And so what has been happening in the White House is, in the past seven months, Mm -hmm. I've done all the right things, I've not been called on, I've gone to her office to seek a meeting, she said that she would meet with me next year, I've sent questions about the Nigerian election, about, you know, the Mm -hmm. problems, challenges in Africa. Mm-hmm. And and they've not called on me, even as the vice president is going to Africa, even as the first lady, Jill Biden, went to Africa, even when they received 50 African leaders for the U.S. African summit in Washington, D.C., the guy who covers the White House. The African guy who covered the White House is looked down upon in the greatest country in the world, in the most advanced country where freedom of speech is protected. It's a shame what sort happened of. today. One of the guys that you showed there now, Brian, he was kicked out of the, the WSA because he became violent CNN in the Rose guy. Garden. CNN. It's a disgrace. It's very violent. It, he attacks many people. It's a shame. Uh, what happened to me today? It's a total disgrace, and it's happening in the Biden mm-hmm. White House. And 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 you know when it happens to Jim Acosta of CNN because they respect him, he's white, he works for CNN. I'm black, I'm African, I don't have money. They look down on me. I don't have oh, the geez. opportunities that they have, and 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 they don't treat me the same way. I need to do my job. The freedom of speech and the press in the US allows me to do my job and that's the only thing yes. that I'm trying to do and they are stonewalling me trying to help mm-hmm. Karine Jean Pierre and 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 mm. it's a shame.
6: All these truths to be self-evident. What was that? All men and women created by go you know the you know the thing.
1: So, I mean they know what they're talking about at the White House. They, they know The Declaration of Independence. They know the Bill of Rights. I think it just proved it right there. Uh, So they understand freedom of speech.
2: Simon loves this country. He's always on Twitter talking about how much he loves this country and how we are losing our influence in nations all around the continent of Africa. Mm -hmm. And how China is moving in and other countries are exerting influence because there's now this void there of leadership. Mm -hmm. And he... He is a good guy, and seems you, like there's it. no place for that at the White House.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was really emotional talking about it. Yeah, you could tell he's just barely holding it together on Tucker. Uh, it's a real shame. It's a real shame that they treat that they treat this guy like that. Uh, and they do. If he were a leftist, you know, they'd be calling on him mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Maybe not every day because he's in the back row. But they'd call on him uh, more than once every eight months. Yeah, and he
2: makes a great point. He's like, I have question. I had questions about the Nigerian elections. I had questions mm-hmm. about uh, problems going on in Africa. Vice yeah, President, Vice President First Lady. They go there. I mean, I am relevant. Mm-hmm. I have questions that apply to what this administration is doing. Yeah, and they. Just and it don't doesn't matter. Give him the time of day.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's on the wrong side of the spectrum, and so they don't care about him. They don't respect him. Incredible. It's really incredible. 888 uh, 900 Do you know that it has been almost five days oh my. since we sent Ukraine hundreds of millions or billions of dollars? Do you know that? <laughs> That's a lot of time. Almost. It's I mean, like, not quite. Let's like, not get ridiculous. It's like it, we forgot about them. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> it is like we forgot about them. But fortunately, they stepped up. Uh, The United States is authorizing another $350 million in military aid for Ukraine. That's according to uh, Antony Blinken. Uh, That's what he said yesterday. This military assistance package includes more ammunition for U.S.-provided HIMARS, HIMARS, and howitzers. Good, (laughs) because... Yeah, we don't want those for ourselves. We don't need them. We, why would we ever need HIMARS and howitzers? See, I'm glad you
2: said it like that because so many of these transfers to Ukraine mm-hmm. aren't done through Congress. Okay?
1: Yeah, are any of them done through Congress? So, so I guess they've done a couple of bill, bills uh, so, and packages.
2: So my question is: Are they just? Is this the Commander in Chief exercising? his power to well, say we're going to move this asset from our, this is why we're running out of, we've got mm-hmm. multiple retired generals who are saying things like, yeah, we don't have enough uh, to fight if uh, we need to like, like ship to uh, air, you know, missiles mm-hmm. or there's mm-hmm. been other things. And that's because we're just moving our own defenses to Ukraine. I...
1: <sighs> yeah. So it includes these high Mars and the howitzers, and uh, ammunition for Bradley infantry fighting vehicles, harm missiles, anti-tank weapons, uh, riverine boats, and other equipment. Okay, because, yeah, we'd never need any of that. What what would we need it for? Yeah, We're we're not going to war ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're not a target. No. No, no, (laughs) but everybody loves us. Yeah. Because we've got Joe Biden as our leader now, so they all love us. (laughs) Our friends are much more friendly, and the enemies have completely turned around to be our friends now. That's you see awesome. that with China, don't you? You know, Yeah, that's what you see. You see, see that. Uh, China's not an enemy. Okay. <laughs>
2: oh, man. What is this? Uh, 58% of voters want Biden to be more aggressive. Um, and containing China, <laughs> oh,
1: really? Well, what? what are you worried about? China? The China's the not an enemy. We just heard no, that China's not an enemy, <laughs> right? And uh, they're becoming really friendly with their neighbors and stuff. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like uh, Xi Jinping and uh, Vladimir Putin hung out yesterday in Moscow. Mm. So that's cool. Okay. Oh look at this. Aw, oh, buddies. Hey, you. Aw, oh, isn't that nice?
2: That's good to see, right?
1: Yeah. Like you said, the, yeah.
2: the world getting along. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, All right. it's really
1: good. Hey, you want to sit down? Let's just sit yeah. down. Have then some he, then he pulls his chair close. Like, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Now listen to
1: this. Why, why is he speaking gibberish to the Chinese uh, premier? Uh,
2: That's the, weird. The video I huh. saw was, um, you know, just saying, you know, my good friend. I mean, like, like you said, they... they Cozying they up love together. each other. Yeah, that's good. And in fact, yeah. uh, Xi told Putin yesterday that um, they are ready to quote stand guard over the world order based on international law. Oh, that's in, interesting. Uh huh.
1: Mm. They, the two of them, yeah, are ready to stand guard over the world order. I mean, you're not
2: getting that mm. that that moment there when Trump's president. No. Between Xi and Putin. Poof. And, uh, you know, China is trying to broker peace right now between Ukraine and Russia. And
1: mm-hmm. Putin's like, hey, I'll, I'll talk with you. I'll and, listen. And like you said, we've left such a void there. And China is only too happy to, to fill that void. Left it everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they're they're nosing in everywhere. All over the continent of Africa.
2: <laughs> and beyond. And beyond. They're, they're over here. I mean, the Monroe Doctrine isn't even a thing
1: anymore. Oh, no, please.
2: <laughs> Shh. Oh, did you see that these? Uh, oh, they arrested, or they detained five Chinese nationals crossing in illegally, um, and uh, down at the border. And apparently, uh, it was reported that um, uh, encounters with Chinese nationals is up nine hundred percent, nine hundred percent in the
1: last year. So that's good, right? You, you you want a lot of Chinese people? It's it's immigrating like here. it's
2: like you said. Pat, everyone's getting along, and we're just kind right. of just hanging out with each other now, and so yeah. it's
1: good. So let them in, <clears throat> open the door, and let them in. It's
2: terrifying what's happening with China and Russia <laughs> oh, teaming man.
1: up. But the border's secure. That's the good yes. thing. We've been well, that's true. very much assured by uh, Mayarkis that the border, the border is secure.
2: Well, the so border, yeah. I mean, don't even yeah. worry about it. Well, that's good because now, now the target is space satellites. I guess China is developing a missile that can shoot down. Satellites. Jeez. So this is Ugh. this is gonna get good, right? Oh yeah. That's why we yeah. have space force. Thank you, Donald Trump.
1: And are but are they doing anything under Biden? Yeah. I don't even I don't know. Oh. Meanwhile, uh, the guy at the top of our bureaucracy, Joe Biden, babbling about Persian culture or something <laughs> yesterday. I don't know what this was. This guy's a gaff machine here. Check this out.
6: <laughs> you know the Persian culture. Uh-huh is amazing as a student of the Persian culture. Are not you? Not a practitioner, but a student.
1: Oh, you didn't grow up in Persia? What is it? That's the one place he <laughs> I, didn't grow I, up. I grew up in Persia, in fact.
0: Uh.
2: Honestly, that's the one place he hasn't grown up or hung out in as a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Huh. Because he did grow up in Puerto Rico yes. and in a black church yes. and in Jewish synagogues. Got it. Okay, so... That's great. Can't be every forgetting I'm president. Well, I want to forget that you're president. <laughs> Was he addressing Iranians yesterday? Was it an Iranian American thing? I don't know. That's fine. Talking about Persian culture I don't, for. Don't ask for that. He, he studied Persian culture? Did you? <laughs> did you really? Not a practitioner. No, but he studied it. I mean, carefully. I'm sure he carefully studied Persian culture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And he mentioned a U.S. aid worker, Jeff Woodkey, who was released yesterday after being captured in Nigeria, clear back in 2016. Uh, and he had a message to, to Americans being detained unjustly
6: wherever in the world that's happening. All those who are unjustly detained in Iran or anywhere in the world know that you are not forgotten, and we will not try stop trying to get you home.
1: We will not returning try wrongfully to detained
6: stop. and. People held hostage, and particularly Americans yeah. and their families, is a top priority for this administration.
2: <laughs> where, where, where can we find some Americans that are detained unjustly,
1: Pat? Oh, man, like everywhere. Uh, we've got in, uh, in Russia, we still have that Marine that's not been released yet. Mm-hmm. There's one. think uh, like
2: a little closer to home.
1: Oh, uh, like in Washington D.C. Oh, like perhaps? in the
2: nation's capital, probably like you know, nine hundred of them, is, yeah. and
1: another thousand are going to be charged. Mm-hmm. They keep saying another one thousand people they want to arrest. Jeez! So if you had anything to do with, I mean, even if you were in the district and you didn't even attend the rally, don't tell anybody about it. I know. If you went to Washington D.C. on January 6, thousand twenty-one keep it to yourself. Yeah. Seriously, if you've been talking about it, stop. And certainly don't put it on social media. No. They're coming for you. They, yeah. they are coming for you.
2: And, and and they pinged so many cell phones that <laughs> were around the Capitol, and that's how they were able to go and find out who they were, where they lived and stuff. And somebody brought yep. up the point recently on Twitter that I just, for some reason, I just hadn't thought about it. It's like the bomber guy, whoever, that you can't find, that set they the bombs. The pipe bombs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you not ping a cell phone in that area?
1: Not, not to mention 5th? they have video of it. Video, yeah. And you still can't get the guy? Of course they can. I just think they know who it is, <laughs> and and I think I think they they placed those there. Uh, somebody on the left could it be those a there.
2: coworker of one Ray Epps? Perhaps. Could be. Oh, by the way, this who guy who was just released. I mean, I don't know what the deal was. Like what did we give up who knows but uh, it was isis who had kidnapped him six years ago remember him Mm -hmm. i remember them uh and then they were they were squelched with donald trump's actions over there and now apparently they're making a resurgence uh Hmm. u.s officials actually in this administration have warned yeah isis is back oh good
1: (laughs) good Good, right? Is there a single thing this no. administration has done no. that is good? No, not one th- thing that I. can Not, for, think America. Of. not no. for America, not for America, for sure. Right. If he were the leader of um, Afghanistan, uh, if he were you know part of the Taliban administration, he's done some great things for them. Mm-hmm. He's done great things for China. He's done great things for Ukraine. Yeah. But what good thing has he done for the United States of America? Uh, I can't... Uh, there isn't anything.
2: You talk There's about nothing. China, and I was reading a thing. Another retired general who says, when it comes to Taiwan, China's got the military advantage over us there. So mm. let's hope something does... That's all yeah. we have left is hope, man.
1: God. Well, I don't think we're in any position to no. militarily defend them. No. no. So China walks in there, and... Are we even going to try? I don't know.
2: And And it's not just the... The, the military aspect of China that, that you know, it appears to be growing and the threat continuing. I was mm-hmm. watching this interview with a guy uh, and, and he was interviewing a lady who grew up uh, in, in Mao's China and uh, they were discussing you know the, the cultural revolution there. And that, effectively what she was saying is that the parallels today with what's happening with our kids in America and what mm-hmm. Mal did to the kids to separate them from their parents, mm-hmm. it, its the parallels are terrifying. <laughs>
1: um, wow, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, like, like with the uh. – I mean, the, 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 they had these struggle sessions, right? You'd, you'd have mm-hmm. an adult come in there, and the kids would yell at them and, and basically condemn the parents and uh, the older generation. I mean, that's exactly what's happening with, with, with everything related to education – um, but uh, she talked about how you're manipulating these kids today, um, to, but the thing is, is that in China, those kids that were the ones that, that were brought up, uh, you know, during that time, they're the leaders today mm-hmm. in China. Mm-hmm. So, we're just conditioning kids in America to be the the next generation of leaders that are going to be of a similar mindset as to what happened in China. They'll they'll be Marxists.
1: Yeah. They'll be Marxists. I mean, it has taken some time and some patience, but that's the difference between progressives and communists. Yeah. We tried to drive that home years ago, and, and for decades, we've been talking about progressives. They're just patient communists. Yeah. They just don't want to do, they don't want to make the change through a bloody revolution. They want to do it slowly over time. And they're patient. And man, has it paid off for them.
2: Yeah. Big time. I mean, it used to be so cute when it was, you know, oh, turn down that crazy rock and roll kids, you know. And Mm -hmm. you remember how aghast we were 20 years ago when Al Gore was like, you know, your parents are wrong about climate change. You know, we long for those days. No where kidding. it's Al Gore just telling a room full of kids that their parents don't know about recycling and and, mm-hmm. and pollution. Mm-hmm. I mean, now it's, it's literally trying to get these kids manipulated to the point where they want to change their genders. It's too late by the time the parents find out. I mean, it's insidious.
1: Wasn't it Dewey that said... The goal of uh, the educational system is to make the kids as different from their parents as possible.
2: Woodrow Wilson, I believe, uh, said, right? It might have been Dewey, too, but uh,
1: Uh, Woodrow Wilson was making him as different as his father as possible. And have they ever succeeded? And that's where Common Core comes in and all of the changes that they've made. Because you can't even help your kids with their homework because it doesn't make any sense.
2: This is a great, I mean, you bringing up that is such a great segue into clip 14 today. You know, all of these states that are talking about empowering parents with their tax dollars mm-hmm. and, and using them for whether private schools or homeschool education, instead of just dumping it back into the public education system, one of those battlegrounds is the state of Georgia. And they had a state representative
1: mm-hmm.
2: who commented uh, in this debate, this uh, this Lydia What's her name, Lydia Glaze? Do we have clip 14? Listen to this, arrogance. I see access
6: as a problem. Um, I see parents being able to direct their child's um, education and they are already in the lower 25 percentile, meaning a lot of those parents did not finish high school and cannot oh, direct oh their, uh, could not finish their own education. Oh. I am extremely oh. concerned oh. that we would put money in their hands in and that, in, ah. that entire piece ah. of life in the hands of parents who are not qualified to oh make those decisions, and they don't have the money to put in the difference oh. that their child would need to attend a private school.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, That's the quiet part, Putin. That's the part that you're not supposed to say out loud. We all know you guys feel that, but we're just beating around the bush on it. You can't just come out and say it, but you did. But she did. They're not qualified. What was oh it my she gosh. Said? What
2: was that last thing she said? Uh, please play the last fifteen seconds, Kayla, if you can. Where she's just like I don't think they're you know, they're not qualified mm-hmm. to, to deal with that life totally. Uh mm-hmm. you're talking about put money their kids. in their hands
6: and that and That entire piece of life in the hands of parents who are not qualified to Mm -hmm. make those Mm -hmm. decisions and they don't have the money (laughs) to put Uh, in the difference. They're not only uneducated, but they're
1: poor. But they're poor.
2: They don't have enough money to make up Uh that difference for the private school. You know, if you give them eight grand and the private school costs 10 grand, we can't trust these poor parents to have an extra two grand laying around.
1: Well, and you know how stupid they are. So dumb. They're so stupid. They're so low.
2: They didn't even finish their own education. No. I'm sorry. You're qualified by the fact that you're their parent. Period.
1: Jeez. I was raised by uh, people with, um, well, my mom had a high school diploma. And I think my dad finished eighth grade or something before he had to go to work. I mean, he just, he worked. But you would never call my dad stupid. Right. I mean, he was very intelligent. And uh, he could fix anything. He knew about things that were going on in the world. He had strong opinions on things. Just because you didn't finish uh, college and get your Ph.D., I'm sorry, that doesn't mean you're a dummy. In fact, a lot of times, quite the opposite. If you avoided the college and the indoctrination you get there, you're way better off now. Amen. What an elitist how <laughs> I wonder how that played in Georgia. Uh, that's that had to rankle some people and get them a little bit fired up. Wow, I mean, you, I, just the arrogance yeah. of it— incredible. Like you, you know better than we do. And again, that's the progressive mindset. We're the cattle, and they're the rancher. Yep, and it applies to mm. so much. Yep,
2: on the progressive left. That's just today's example.
1: It's just amazing because they usually don't say that part out loud.
2: <laughs> right? Right? I mean, that, you know, that felt like the Maxine Waters moment, you know? Yeah,
1: it, it was like that. <laughs> you know what it was? Mean? Except she didn't stop herself. Right. She just kept going. We're
2: going to take over. <laughs> They'll tell you what this socialist is going
1: to be all about. Yeah, <laughs> i just tell you that, you know, you people who have these children, you're stupid. Oh. And we can't trust you with their education because you don't know anything. You're a bunch of dummies. Wow. Oh yeah! Well, I mean, right. well, thank you.
2: I got. I got. I got to point out that you're you're the dummy for saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. So I don't know that we want to trust you. Wow. And that is so. I, you love these moments, though.
1: You do. Yes.
2: Because yes. thank you for proving our point.
1: I mean, it's what we've been saying forever.
2: There's nothing you have to read between the lines or anything. She just lays it out. (laughs) You're stupid. You're poor. Your kids don't belong in your custody. We need to take care of their education because you're not qualified to handle it yourself. And by the way,
1: how many times did Glenn say this would happen? Mm -hmm. You know, 10, 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. He would say, they're eventually, they're just going to take off their mask and say it. They're just going to talk about it because it's gone so far now that they don't think they can be stopped. And they're proud of it. And they look at the rest of us with, with such disdain and disgust that they want to let us know how they feel about us. And so, yeah, they're just going to say it. And now you're starting to see that more and more. They're just saying it. It's amazing. Jeez. Uh, all right. While we have barely scratched the surface, there is a uh, ton more to get it into. Uh, coming up... Um, Congressman James Comer had some bad news for Joe and the Biden family. Oh, good. Yesterday. I like bad news for them. <laughs> yeah, I do too. All right. Uh, we'll get into that coming up. Great to have you with us. 888 uh, 933 Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where High Plane Stranger tweets, Simon Ateba loves our country and is clearly a white supremacist. (laughs) He deserves no voice as a journalist. Get in the back row and shut up, chief. Chief. Oh, no. (laughs) Add insult to injury. Uh, Jimmy Dimples tweets, well, so much for the argument. How are you uh, AR-15 nuts going to fight against tanks, jets, and nukes? What tanks, jets, and dukes? Set them all the way to Ukraine. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Parkman Randall <laughs> tweets: If Xi Jinping loves Putin so much, why does he marry him? <laughs> 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 it's a great question. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe Cove 22: Can we not ping cell phones in the dark?
2: Oh, not if the FBI is in charge. Remember, mm-hmm. they, they they can't they can't crack mm-hmm.
1: the case if it's in the dark. And ape Lincoln, uh, China and Russia are in cahoots, plotting our demise. But don't fret, the cast of Ted Lasso was at the White House. I think (laughs) I think their message would have been better personally directed to uh, John Fetterman. Boy, where is that cat? Let's go. Yeah, he's still in the hospital. Get it
2: together and get back into the Senate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Boy, you. uh, We need his input because it's brilliant. You know it is.
2: Picked a winner for us there, Pennsylvania.
1: Uh huh. Thank you. Uh, Now, in the Republican House, Congressman James Comer had some bad news for Joe and and the entire Biden family Uh, areas. When it's a little something like this clip nine, number nine was also informative where Hunter Biden is
2: talking to a colleague, somebody who was representing the China partnership, right?
4: yes there was a message that hunter was very frustrated with one of these business partners in china that he had done every blanking thing they had ever asked of him and of course this would have been when joe biden was vice president Mm -hmm. and uh, he reminded him that they had never done anything in return for him and then a few weeks later this three million dollar wire appears in the robinson walker account and the very next day they distributed money to Hunter Biden and then at least two other family members and possibly three family members. So uh, there's Mm -hmm. evidence in the laptop that shows that uh, Hunter Biden was communicating with them and had had interactions and done things for them while his father was vice president. So this is very concerning. Again, the White House hasn't been truthful about this from day one. I don't think the White House ever dreamed we would get bank records. I've got bad news for the White House. This is just the beginning. We're going to get a lot more bank records and they're going to have to continue to backpedal and come up with some type of reason why the biden families received millions and millions of dollars from our adversaries
1: yeah but stormy daniels what about that (laughs) now what do you say
2: (laughs) yeah i want to know what what kind of work Halle biden did for this chinese company
1: oh i'm sure it was vital to their operation. Think so? Yeah, I think it will probably was. But, but
2: she's, a, she's like yeah. a, a student counselor. Pat. Like, I don't <laughs> right. know.
1: What, what, is... what do you think? They don't have student counselors at the Chinese energy company?
2: They must need so, huh? Yeah. yeah. And then she provides. She's that... doing
1: student counseling for them. About $25, $30,000 worth.
2: But no, you're right. You're right. But Stormy Daniels. But, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Don't want to get distracted. To... But Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels.
1: And one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in hush money mm-hmm. that we don't even know came from the campaign. We yeah. don't even know that. We don't know where the money came from. Maybe it was his own personal account. But but what he paid her to keep quiet. Okay. okay? And uh, first
2: time in history that's ever happened where someone got paid to not to not say talk anything about stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First time first ever. First
2: time ever. Which makes this that mm-hmm. that's what makes this so unprecedented.
1: Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> And we've got to twist it into a felony somehow Mm -hmm. so that we can put this guy behind bars forever. Wow. I mean, it's just, you you wouldn't believe it unless you saw it every day. (laughs) Jeez. So apparently the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg will not be arresting Donald Trump today after all. But yesterday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was asked about the possible arrest of Donald Trump. And here's what DeSantis had to say about it.
5: So I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this. The the Manhattan district attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so he, Mm -hmm. like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponized their office to impose a hmm. political agenda yep. on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the, sc- the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so you're talking about this situation with... And like, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to, to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. <laughs> but what I can speak to
6: Yo, he is that, that in if there. you
5: have a prosecutor oh, boy. who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about, porn star hush money payments you know that's an example (laughs) of pursuing a political agenda Uh and weaponizing the office and um i think Uh that that's fundamentally wrong i also think it's important to point out when you're talking about these soros funded prosecutors yes they may do a high profile politicized prosecution uh and that's bad but the real victims are ordinary new yorkers ordinary americans and all these Uh different jurisdictions that they get victimized every day because of the reckless political agenda Mm -hmm. that these soros da's bring to their job they ignore crime and they empower criminals and that hurts people hurts a lot of people every single day These soros district attorneys are a menace to society and i'm just glad that i'm the only governor in the country that's actually removed one from office during my tenure.
1: Nice. Yeah. Okay. That is mostly Trump supportive. Mostly. (laughs) Mostly, yeah. Now, he did slip in the porn star hush money reference. A couple times. Twice. (laughs) Okay. And that, I think, is what raised the ire of Donald Trump. Yes, it did. (laughs) And so then Trump truthed out or whatever you call the truth social tweets. I don't know. (laughs) He, uh, He wrote this. From Donald Trump, the real Donald Trump's account, Ron DeSanctimonious will probably find out about false accusations and fake stories sometime in the future as he gets older, wiser, and better known. When he's fairly Fair and known. when he's unfairly and illegally attacked by a woman even classmates that are underage, okay. or possibly a man. <laughs> what? I don't know, man. I'm sure he will want to fight these misfits just like I do. All right, leave that up for a second,
2: because you see he's retweeting or retruthing uh, a story about Ron DeSantis partied with underage girls at drinking party while teaching at a Georgia school. So he was a young teacher, I think his low 20s, like, young 20s. Yeah, something like, like that. early 20s. Yeah.
1: He wasn't married. Yep. And uh, And he partied with some girls,
2: right? So Mm. like he shows up at this party, yeah. But but Trump is making the case that any accusation coming out is probably false, right? Because he's like, Mm -hmm. wrong, distinct, We'll probably find out about false accusations, and he's piggybacking off of this story about this. I swear,
0: he's making this guy's a liar. I don't know.
2: Help! Why? Why? He's really he's
1: losing me. I just I don't like it. I don't like what he's doing. He is
2: more focused on Ron DeSantis than then uh uh-huh. then,
1: uh-huh.
2: then like uh then like Biden the bank collapse or Biden or China right. and Russia and- yep there's a lot to
1: talk about that's going wrong in this country right now and Ron DeSantis is not one of the things that's going wrong he's just not yeah he's, he's done a tremendous job in Florida which is why he was reelected by 20 percentage points the widest ever margin in a Florida gubernatorial election. People love him. yeah.
2: and and by the way, that press conference that uh, DeSantis was having there was going after, you know, the potential digital dollar, this uh, central mm. bank digital currency mm. that the federal government, this administration is pushing.
1: And that's why on the podium, it said Big Brother's digital dollar or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so 20 states now are making some sort of move to this is as close as as we've gotten to a um, digital currency, a a cashless society. Got to watch this. This is scary. Yeah. I did notice that that none of the states listed that are Mm. pushing some form of Mm. legislation to stop this from happening within their boundaries. uh, Texas not listed among them. Um, you guys are in session right now. Might wanna, might wanna make that a focus.
1: Yeah, especially since they're in session only every other year. So this is the last opportunity uh, for two years. I can't, I can't imagine what the world's gonna look like in two months from now. Oh, I know.
2: <laughs> two years. I know. Let's go. Uh, but I heard they're
1: kicking it around, and, and okay, good. They might be doing something about it. All right, so well, that's we'll see. We'll see if it happens good. this session.
2: Yeah, and and you know, he Desantis talked about that Manhattan DA. Um, The New York attorney general, do you remember during the COVID hysteria how uh, Cuomo wanted to, uh, there there was that, there was that bill that was floated that, Hey, maybe we take the unvaccinated and we put them in these camps, you know, just to keep them separated from the clean population. Mm -hmm. And that was quickly shot down. I think it got in front of a judge actually, and they shot it down. They're like, no, no, no. The current New York attorney general was trying to revive that. They're trying to bring that back. That state, that city, just like California,
1: is just write them off, man. Mm -hmm.
2: Insanity. You try that.
1: Well, with everything going on, I mean, this is the time to buy gold. Uh, (laughs) And right now with Birch Gold Group, not only when you buy gold, you can get a free safe to store it in. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group right now through the 31st of this month, so the last day of March, They'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text PAT to 989-898 to get your free info kit on gold and claim eligibility for your free safe. The feds just keep raising rates because it's the only tool uh, they have, really, to keep inflation under control. And it's just not working because we just keep spending money and printing money. And you can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Uh, the string of recent bank failures, the uncertainty that this is created presents new lessons to be learned. Are we going to learn them? You can hedge against inflation by owning gold, whether physical gold and silver in your safe or through an IRA in precious metals, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. It's the way to go. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the BBB. And thousands of satisfied customers. So, text Pat to 989898 for your free info kit on Golden to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text Pat to 989898. this is pat gray unleashed so new york times columnist david french is working with a group of pastors in, to create a new curriculum for churches to teach congregants about politics huh but that's going to be good <laughs> yeah. don't you think
2: that'd be good if david french is in charge of yeah, it yeah, oh yeah. my gosh this is going to be a
1: da- from the game new york changer. times yeah he's good yeah you know this this is going to be great <laughs> Wait a minute. How come nobody's screaming, separation of church and state? Pastor Curtis Chang is one of those pastors. And here's a clip from a lesson he recently taught about the COVID vaccine. Oh, no. Uh, Some Christians have been hesitant to get the vaccine because of its connection to the tissue from aborted babies. Uh, But Pastor Chang Uh. wanted to allay those fears and so I think this will calm you down. Oh, okay, yeah, if that's a problem for you, yeah, I don't know this when takes this care was of recorded, it. but uh, somebody recently posted this. And <laughs> All right, this will the be good. COVID vaccine
0: can serve as an image of God's redemption. Redemption <laughs> is God's ultimate answer to Holy the problem cow. of original sin. Redemption is taking something that originated in a uh-huh. wrongful state and reworking that thing into something good. The Bible tells us that in his death and resurrection, <laughs> Jesus redeemed human sin, got the that. very human line. Okay. Mm-hmm. I propose Here we go. that the COVID vaccine is an image of redemption. <laughs> what? Yes, the vaccine <laughs> may have a distant origin story in abortion, but that past has been reworked and redeemed oh. to something that saves life. <laughs> we can point what? to the vaccine and say, Jesus' oh, redemption oh is kind of like that. No. And indeed, The production of a vaccine in less than a year? Uh It's really a miracle. Something Uh like this has never happened this quickly. Like Jesus. I personally believe God's redemptive power was present in the process. Holy cow. So, my invitation to pro life Christians who may (sighs) distrust the COVID vaccine currently is this (laughs) Oh, my God. Please remember that the Christian story is the story of redemption. Yeah. Every one of us has an origin story in sin. None of us can avoid uh-huh. this. Yet each of Yet. us has had our story reworked, <laughs> reworked. by Jesus right. into True. new life. Okay. That's what Just it ultimately like the vaccine, means to be right? pro-life. Like uh-huh. To be pro-life <sighs> is to be pro-redemption. And to be pro-redemption, <laughs> in my view, Holy means God. being pro-vaccine. Uh-huh the vaccine is ultimately a uh, redemption story there you go let's be part of that story
1: okay satan couldn't have reworked the re- the redeeming right? power of christ any better than that
2: exactly i mean that's exactly it's, what
1: i was thinking of watching that i was thinking yeah get the behind me satan yep, absolutely how much blasphemy can you that, roll into a 60-second clip that's just evil that is just <laughs> evil I, I, and it doesn't matter that he smiles all the way through his <laughs> evil rant; know. it's still evil. God, that's incredible. These to compare are, the vaccine—they're sick, man—to the atonement. These people are they're deranged. Sick. Yes, they are.
2: All, all across the the fruited plain, we and, are just surrounded
1: by. And again, it shows that this is their religion. Mm-hmm. All this ideology is their religion. They're not Christians. They have the ideology of progressivism. Oh, man. Oof. That's ah, amazing that, I don't know, clouds of fire and brimstone didn't form over his head as he's recording that. and just start raining down on him. Holy mackerel. Oof.
2: I thought you'd like that.
1: Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah, that was really fun. Jeez. Oof. I mean, it's that is as bizarre and twisted as you can get you take christianity and twist it into that the vaccine is
2: redemption <laughs> i mean it's a miracle they got it out in less than a year just like jesus is a miracle <laughs> what, the? what you're sick bro well,
1: yeah wow that's really bad mm-hmm. really really bad uh Also, a journalist in Chicago went to a recent city council meeting to say goodbye to to Mayor uh, Lori Lightfoot. She lost by a lot in her primary. But that was all because she's a woman and she's black, of course. And uh, I guess Chicagoans who voted for her and now didn't. All of a sudden became racist well, during she, her she tenure. She got
2: a nice send-off from a journalist guy who wanted she did. to say goodbye.
1: And we'll show you that coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed.
0: Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: A few tweets here. Uh, Comrade Snoobage tweets, they're not qualified to have money for their children's Education, but the government's okay giving them money for food, housing, health care, phone, utilities. Yeah, uh, very true. From uh, Mount Jur climber. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that did the Mount Jur? Oh, thing? that was uh, Joe Biden and somebody uh, and putting the teleprompter okay. MTG
2: for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right.
1: And he's like, yeah, Mount Jur Can you believe Mount Jur is against this? Uh, People that don't go to college often have more common sense than those edumacated people. Yes. Dr. Free Range Prisoner. As it turned out, my teachers were fortune tellers. They always told me that if I didn't pay attention, I'd wind up being a garbage man. (laughs) Well, now I am. Awesome. And I make close to six figures a year. That's good. Way more than the teachers who would call me a lower like lower educated, lower, yeah. lower class. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you to those who do
2: these dirty jobs. Man.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't want to do it. God bless you. Um, 21st Century Rebellion tweets, I have an eighth grade indoctrination. I maintain and built custom fire trucks, ambulances, and other emergency vehicles. Wow. I can also build a house from the basement to the roof. Yeah, me too. What, yeah, that's that's one of my specialties. I was just about to be impressed with this guy. Yeah. were you? But no, you can do I, it too? No, of course. Of course, sure. Tell me, what's uh what's the last I got house building you a house right now. Oh, uh, you are well, right now? I'm going to. I haven't started on it, but you uh, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna with be, your bare hands. With my bare hands. How big is it gonna be? Uh eh, 48, forty eight, forty nine thousand square feet, something like that. Yeah. It's gonna have sixteen bedrooms, twelve bathrooms, uh so yeah, it should be nice. That's a lot going nice. on. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Can I come see it? Yeah, sure when I'm done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How am I, I gonna know. get there? Are you gonna give me directions? Are there roads it, gonna be? I'm not sure to this if there's house? a road, we'll have to see. But, if, but it's a different if, place. If, if your home is connected to my new one, I, I'm not sure yet. Different. We'll, place. we'll have to look into that. Hope it... <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh so not handy. Uh that's pretty cool that you could build a house from the basement to the roof. Love to be able to do that. Wouldn't that be great?
2: Absolutely. I would love to be able to build a birdhouse.
1: Yes. <laughs> right. Honestly. Which, frankly, I couldn't do that either. <laughs>
2: That's why no birds ever move. In. Whenever I have built it, whether as a kid mm-hmm. or or me and my kids will do a project, they'll build their beautiful birdhouses and I'll build mm-hmm. mine. And no bird ever moves into <laughs> mine. And it's because it's got like a leaky roof. It's like they know birds. Yeah, they know do. they're not like, what do you think? I'm just going to yeah. just move in anywhere.
1: No, they've got standards. I suck at building things. (laughs) Me (laughs) too. Uh, A journalist in Chicago went to a recent city council meeting to say goodbye to uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. (laughs) Give her a nice little send-off. Here's how that went.
6: Mayor Lightfoot, you and I may have gotten off on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. reporter uh, com. i'm a veteran reporter in the city of chicago emmy award-winning tv host mm. radio print journalism i should be Home sitting builder. over there with my colleagues but i'm, I'm standing over here mm-hmm. because on a weekly basis i was going viral asking you obvious questions huh. and instead of answering them you told me that crime was down uh. My videos went viral, multi- millions of views, comments, likes, and shares, and it was hurting your reelection campaign, so you revoked my media credential.
2: Uh-oh. Huh. Here we go.
6: <clears throat> that should never happen in a free country. Right. And I'm asking the city council to take the media credential process away from the, from the next mayor of Chicago and the next Superintendent of Police, and put it in the hands of the, the Constitution. Does what
1: the Constitution you've done to the city of hands? Chicago,
6: I feel like this is more of a victim mm. impact statement mm-hmm. than an actual public comment. Mm-hmm. What you've done to me is nothing compared to what you've done to my city, the city of Chicago, the city that I was born and raised in, the city that I love with all my heart. You became mayor, mm. the people of Chicago elected you. You shut down our schools. You shut down the churches. You shut down the businesses. You did the one thing that I thought could never happen. As somebody who was born and raised on the South Side of Chicago, I never thought in my life that I would ever see the city of Chicago brought down so low as you have managed to bring it down. Shame on you. That is a legacy that you are going to have to carry. Future historians are going to have a, a hard time understanding how you, are, how you ever even became mayor of the city of Chicago. I intend to write that book. I intend to make sure that at least uh, there is some possible way for the city of Chicago to, to move forward. I hope that you realize what damage you have done to the city. I hope mm-hmm. that after today's city council meeting, you will pack your suitcase and get the hell out of my city. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Kelly, Mr. <laughs> you are a pandemic. You are a <laughs> pandemic. Thank you.
1: Nice. Ah, you are nice. a pandemic. That's awesome. She finished third, by the way. The incumbent mayor finished third place in the voting uh, in the primary. So, yeah, uh, she's about to pack her bags and at, at least leave the mayor's office. I don't know if she's leaving Chicago, but what a hypocrite. Remember when she had to get her hair done, when she closed everybody else down, when she shut the businesses, uh, she mandated that you not really leave your house. And then she went and had her hair done because she cares about her personal hygiene. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Right, the rest of us don't. <laughs>
2: yeah, and and how could you tell with her? Yeah, I know that she cares about her personal <laughs> hygiene or got her hair done. Oh
1: man! <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: well, because she's so incredibly beautiful. That's the word. Yeah, incredibly beautiful. Uh, so, have you recovered from the the daylight savings time change? Not no. this past weekend, but the no. one before. Yet, I mean, we jumped ahead an hour. I'm so tired of doing that. Why do we have to do it still? Well, we may not have to do it for much longer because they've now discovered that Daylight Savings Time disproportionately affects the sleep and health of minority communities. Okay. Here's the one thing that could maybe end it uh-huh. for all time. All right. Whatever Daylight it takes. Savings Time is racist. So I'm on board. That's racist. <laughs> Thank you. It often disrupts sleep, throws off people's uh, circadian rhythms, and can contribute to general health problems. And since people of color have a higher number of health problems, this means observing daylight savings time is more dangerous for them than it is for Whitey, for the Caspers. Um, So now we need to stop messing with the clocks. I see. Now we need to put a stop to it. Okay, yeah. it's racist. It's affecting black people and Hispanics, and Asians more than whites. It needs to stop. Okay? Nothing else could stop it, maybe this <laughs> Whatever will.
2: Whatever it takes. We found we we can break bread over this now.
1: And there's an actual <laughs> bill in Texas to end uh daylight savings yeah, time. Yeah, I
2: don't know what kind of
1: I don't know if it's going to get any support. Yeah, yeah. Probably not. But has anybody told them it's racist? Yeah, that's I mean that's the key. Yeah.
2: That's what you got to do now. Yeah. Anybody that says, stop complaining about the time change or whatever, boom, your response is you're racist. Because <laughs> the facts prove that out right there.
1: Well, yeah, it disproportionately affects minority communities. I don't quite follow Don't you that. care about
2: that? Yeah, don't ask a follow-up question after you say that. You Hopefully they don't <laughs> You know, say, what do you mean by that? No, that just is true. And if you question that, then you're a white supremacist. Right. You, know, you don't want to be that, so right. just get on board.
1: Yeah. Uh, Just shut up and understand it's racist, okay? And uh, you're going to be a lot better off, and our whole society will be better off. So uh, that's all. That's all. Don't worry about it. Just stop doing daylight savings time, and we'll be okay. Uh, Let's see. I was looking for this story speaking of uh, racism. There was another little issue that was going on in a community um, Atlanta police just arrested somebody in connection with the vandalism and surveillance cameras uh, catching this guy, tagging Providence Mich- Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, the, apparently during the investigation, they found this guy sitting across the street from the scene of the crime, and he had written, you know, awful things uh, on the church. He spray-painted... Uh, Several messages, including Devil Worship 666, apostate, Satan, sin, and at least one homophobic message, too. Uh, So they were obviously all upset that a white supremacist and probably a Satan worshiper had done something like this. Uh, The man they arrested is a 60-year-old black man. Uh, arrested for vandalizing the historic Baptist church with oh, also spray painted imagery of swastikas. So there you go. Okay. So yet another (laughs) stunning race hoax where, you know, they're trying to make it out as some white supremacist doing these diabolical things. And how many times has we found it's somebody who is a minority doing this to make it look, like it's white supremacy. I, I don't know why they keep doing this. I don't know what the point is. Yeah. Are you just looking for uh, sympathy for the community? Are you are you looking for attention for yourself? What is driving this?
2: Yeah, here is a story of a school in Sacramento. A school suspends black students for anti-black racism. This oh, is the geez. third time we've had perpetrators of a racially motivated incident identified as African Americans. <laughs>
1: gosh so it's unbelievable just, yeah. almost every time mm-hmm. in fact every time i know of uh that gets publicized like this they shouldn't even you know start to publicize it as a racial thing until right. they find out who did it right. let's just keep it quiet we'll find out who did it we'll see if it's another hoax because it probably is for the most part again people just don't do this
2: right and there are cases of real racism in yes. this country like with the time change Right. That, I mean that's we just right. we just learned. Yes. I mean you, that gets swept under the rug because of these <laughs> other incidences. What else? What else are you going to tell me is racist too? Oh, I'm sure there's lot. plenty of evidence today that we have. Uh
1: yes. What else? The recent TikTok trend of showing off perfectly organized and styled home pantries. <laughs> well, that's rooted in a history of classist, racist, <laughs> and sexist of social course. structures, according oh, to course. one Chicago professor. Uh, through her research at Loyola University in Chicago, uh, marketing uh, professor of marketing Jenna Drenton noticed a recent uptick in what she calls pantry porn. Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's a plethora of social media videos where women show off their fully stocked kitchen and methodically organized home supplies. <laughs> so, of course, if you're organized... Yes. Uh, I guess that's a bad thing and you're a racist and it's that's not racist. Okay, okay.
2: it's not pantry porn if it doesn't have a lot of basic four stocked up there
1: is it really that's I mean that's basic four is a necess- necessity
2: oh, yeah. yeah I keep in the upper left hand corner of my pantry yes
1: <laughs> while minim- minimalist designs used to represent an anti-consumption mindset of using less and buying less the new minimalism. Uh, according to this professor, means more is more, so long as it's not dirty or cluttered. So is she insinuating that if you're a minority, your pantry is dirty and cluttered?
2: That's what I'm hearing,
1: yes. How is this not the racism? Yeah. Historically, she says that tidiness is intertwined with (laughs) status, and a person's messiness often breeds assumptions about a person's capacity to be responsible and respectable.
2: Oh, God. That you're right. This is racist. This is making a point that they're the author here is racist.
1: And again, I mean, every good thing now is being construed as racism. Yep. How is that possible? That shows what a racist you are when you're making that out to be the case. Yeah, some of the quotes in that are just
2: <sighs> insane.
4: Corn pop was a bad dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We
2: got a lot of drops this morning. Uh, yeah. Okay. What else you
1: got? Let's here? see. Cleanliness has, has historically been used as a cultural gatekeeping mechanism to reinforce status oh. distinctions. Based on a vague understanding of niceness, nice people with nice yards and nice homes make uh, for nice neighborhoods. What lies beneath the surface of this anti messiness, pro niceness stance is a history of classist, racist, and sexist social structures. So stupid. This small space tucked between the kitchen and dining room was a marker of status, an area to hide both the food and the people who prepared it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Her claims, uh, she claims these viral videos of uniformly labeled and symmetrically placed supply bins, ingredient containers, and shelves are created by predominantly white women. Mm Mm-hmm. And they act as a new status symbol. Preach. uh, For what it looks like to maintain a nice, well-kept home. And you can't have that. You can't. You can't have order. How dare
2: you. And cleanliness. I thought cleanliness was next to godliness. How dare you. So what are they suggesting? Wow, that is... That's so ridiculous. Yeah. And what else? We got coffee is racist now. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean... Yep. Because... and, And it's the thinnest argument. It's because... That former colonial countries grew coffee. And so now if you enjoy it because that was an export crop of a colony 300 years ago, then you're evil. I mean, it's just, you're trying too hard and you're just...
1: Uh, Yeah, you want to make everything into racism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the coffee thing is... Brazil has been the top producer of coffee for over 150 years. Uh, They cultivate... Robusta and uh, Arabica Beans. Now I
2: hear the racism. I'm hearing it.
1: The second top most producer is Vietnam, followed by Colombia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, isn't that where Juan Valdez? Oh, man, uh, that's right. Works. And that and donkey. Leads his donkey around.
2: We haven't had a commercial with Juan Valdez in a while. It's been while. a while. I think there's yeah. trouble. I'm don't. I, I don't, I'm afraid to, to look him up to see how he's doing. <laughs> uh, um, by the way, I, I read something that... Uh, uh, you can lessen your type 2 diabetes. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I don't know if it's like a risk, so maybe it's too late. But I mean, like if you drink coffee. Apparently. Oh really? Yeah.
1: That's weird. For hmm.
2: whatever that's worth. Yeah. So.
1: Can't do that, so that's not going to help me. But uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. What are you going to do?
2: What are you, what are what are you, you going to do? Should I look up Juan Valdez? Or are you nervous?
1: I, I'm nervous as to what happened to him because <laughs> yeah. we haven't seen him in a long, a long, long time. time.
2: Let's just see here. <laughs> okay. As you look up Juan Valdez, okay.
1: let me tell you about Eden Pure Thunderstorm Purifiers. Uh, you can purify the air in your home now and get healthy, clean, fresh smelling air. Eliminate odors kill mold and mildew, and bacteria and viruses. Is all that racist if you do that? If you have a fresh-smelling home, is that too racist? (laughs) The Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier uses Oxy technology that naturally sends out O3 molecules into the air, and then that just eliminates the stuff. It doesn't just cover it up and perfume it. It eliminates those odors and the bacteria and the viruses that cause you to become sick. There's no uh, filters to change in this. It is so easy to get started too. When it arrives in the mail, open it up, plug it in, turn it on. It's just that easy. There's no maintenance. It uh, it just couldn't be any better or easier. And right now you can save two hundred dollars on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm three pack. You get three units for under two hundred dollars. Go to edenpuredeals.com, put in the discount code PAD, and you'll save two hundred dollars. That's Eden E-D-E-N, Edenpuredeals.com. Discount code Pat Shipping is free. Pat Gray unleashed. Couple of tweets for you. Microaggressor tweets. Fun fact: Ulysses S. Grant was the only sitting president to be arrested for driving his horse and buggy too fast? Is that Hang
2: on. true? I, I know he got a ticket. Really? I don't think he was arrested for that, because he was going too fast. Uh, well, it's uh, okay. Yeah. What
1: was the speed limit in a horse and buggy? <laughs> no, no. Okay, I, I mean guess that sounds like a judgment call to me, right?
2: They, they did apprehend him. They did? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> um, the
1: president of the United States was apprehended for for going too fast.
2: 1872. Jeez. Um, I don't, I don't know that they had a posted limit. Mm.
1: But But uh, I guess. Too fast for conditions? I don't know. There's another guy we don't talk nearly enough about. Grant was uh, something. I mean, had Lincoln not finally decided on him to lead the effort uh, against the Confederacy, uh, the Union would have probably lost that war. But uh, Grant was a phenomenal general.
2: A lot of people wanted to wrap that up.
1: Yeah, uh, they sure by did. By the
2: time he came along. Um Grant, uh, let's see here. He paid a $20 bond to get out and didn't show up to a trial. That was a lot of money back then. Yeah, didn't show up to a trial the following day, forfeiting his money. Instead of using his lofty stature to avoid the fine or threaten West, the guy who arrested him, Grant reportedly uh, commended the officer for doing his job fearlessly. Hmm. He received, oh my gosh. Good for him. Ulysses S. Grant was the Pat Gray of presidents. Uh, he received three citations for speeding during his presidency. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and apparently him and this, uh, this guy who arrested him met frequently afterward bonding over their shared love of horses. Hmm.
1: That's great. <laughs> uh, and there's a little something I didn't really know. There was apparently a speed limit during the horse and buggy days. Wow. Huh. Arkansas Pathead tweets, how many visits to the ER would Keith make uh, during the making of one of those birdhouses?
2: Oh, I can tell you. I've documented it. Uh, three, three times. Three? No.
1: Okay. Uh, Grammy Tamara, how can I prevent Mayor Lightfoot from moving to my city? Do I have to say Beetlejuice three times? <laughs> no, that'll make her show up. You don't, don't want to do that. Uh, Evan Reynolds tweets, y'all should see my wife's spice rack. If she weren't Indian, I'd be screaming white supremacy.
2: Oh, your oh, wife, his wife's. Sorry, so it must be
1: orderly. It must be organized.
2: Yeah, that sounds like that's wrong. That is and a clear wrong.
1: case of white supremacy. <laughs> but it doesn't matter that she's from India. Mm-mm. It's still white supremacy. Yep, Evan. <laughs> Fury and energy tweets. Why didn't we think of calling daylight saving time racist before now? This is a brilliant strategy to get it canceled. Uh, yeah, I wish we would have. We should have thought of that a long time ago. You know, you control the language. You control society. And uh, we just, as people on the right, have not learned that uh, lesson. At least we didn't learn it soon enough. Uh, all right. So what isn't racist? Is there anything? <laughs> Pat Head, uh, Texas Bizzle has a list. Oh, good. Of what's no longer racist on the left and what is now racist on the right? Oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> uh, there you go. And there it is. So KJP's got the um, a lot of big
2: book, great big book of everything's that's racist, and then you can see what's not there. Yes.
1: And okay. It's blank if hmm. you're listening. Okay. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> if you want to know uh, true racism, okay, look no further than Callissa Wing. She is Joe Biden's head of diversity, equity, and inclusion, which How is could wonderful. She be racist? I don't understand. And uh, David Vance discovered a tweet of hers. She, uh, so, Calissa Wing tweeted out, "I'm so exhausted at these white folks in these PD sessions." This lady actually had the caudacity, See, that's oh. Caucasian audacity. It's okay to do together. that. It's
2: okay to do that.
1: She had the audacity to say that black people can be racist too. Well, duh. But Callissa's <laughs> point is, no, that can't happen. Okay. I had to stop the session and give Karen the business. We are not the majority. We don't have power. Why ask for assistance? So let's use assistance? brain cells before we post things on the internet. Unbelievable. Thanks. <laughs> you know, the, the president of the United States just a few years ago was black. That seems like some power. Um, this is Pat Gray mm. Unleashed. 888-900-3393 Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, we've got a teacher here that is explaining the recent bank collapses oh. and uh, what elites have planned for us next. <laughs> Check this out. So
7: I put ten thousand into the bank. They take my ten thousand and mm-hmm. they go get a hundred thousand. They borrow it from the Fed window. They get ten times the amount of our deposits that we put into the bank. They then mm-hmm. get ten times the amount. Mm-hmm. They then take that ten times the amount. And they put it into treasury bonds or something else that's going to give them a yield of 7% or 6%. While they pay us what? 0.0000 nothing percent. Right. And then what happens? We get hip to it and say, hey, Mr. Silicon Valley Bank, can I have my money back? Oh, we don't have it right now. Mm -hmm. I want my money back. I don't have it. Everybody, I want my money back. Give us our money back. Hold on. We got to go sell the treasury bonds that we invested in that now... Are upside down because the rates are through the roof and I don't have your money so mm. what has to happen to their Ponzi scheme that I would have went to jail if I did that mm-hmm. they get bailed out mm. mr. Biden comes up and says, oh I'm gonna print more money I wonder why he's gonna print more money to devalue your dollar even more mm. because guess what they're doing next to you they're gonna centralize banking They're going to own crypto. They're going to regulate everything to be digital. So this is the first step to doing it. And they're going to own us. Hmm. We got to wake up because that's what's happening. And next, there's a war going to go on between China or between Russia. And we're right in the middle. Hmm. Right. And then you Mm -hmm. look at these companies like BlackRock. Does Mm -hmm. anybody ever hear of BlackRock or Vanguard? Oh, how coincidental. Since 9-11, you own everything. Hmm. You own everything. You own Pfizer. You own Moderna. Just coincidentally, but we don't know who the hell you are. You're never on TV. But you own Apple. You own Facebook. So you own everybody's identities. All everybody's information. You own Smith & Wesson your own manufacturers of guns. We're going to war. It just seems you're everywhere at the right time Mm -hmm. to make all the money. And you're the biggest company in the world, but you're never on the news. We never hear about you. Yeah, man, we got serious problems. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yes, we do. That's a good summary right there at the end. Sure was. Uh, You want your money back? Uh, You're you're looking at this place all wrong. Uh, the, 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 The money's not here. The, 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 money, the money is in, 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 in Apple and, 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 and Facebook. And, and, and it's not here. <laughs> you see? What what are you going to do? Are you going to foreclose on Apple? Uh, you, you, you see? <laughs> wow. Wow, that's like an updated version. An updated uh, version of uh, this, It's a wonderful, wonderful Life, life and, yeah. and the bank collapse in that movie. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good explanation yeah. of what's going on. From a very smart teacher, apparently. Was that an adult class he was talking to? Yeah, I don't to? know
2: what this is. Uh, it's Gallagher University. <laughs> I don't know. If a, hmm. It's a TikTok channel. So I'm not sure if it's... Uh, I don't know who <laughs> the audience is there. If it's a All college right. class or... I just don't know.
1: Uh, and this is fun, too. Um, you know, we've got so many... So many things going on this in this country that just aren't American. In between the civil asset forfeiture situation, now we're talking again about North Carolina using eminent domain to seize homes and a church for an electric car factory.
2: All right.
1: Uh, VinFast is the first company to develop electric electric vehicles in its native Vietnam, and now it's making inroads into the U.S. market. Last year, it announced it would build a factory in North Carolina that would manufacture both electric cars and batteries. Then last week, the company said it would not be able to begin production at the facility until 2025, mm. rather than their initial summer 2024 target. Uh, they need extra time, apparently, to fulfill their promises. But in this case, a lot hangs in the balance. <clears throat> as North Carolina... The the government in North Carolina has pledged to use eminent domain to evict multiple homeowners, businesses, and a church for a business. <clears throat> See this this is a terrible misuse of eminent domain. If it's for the public good, like okay, we have to have a freeway here, you know. And I mean, they they did that in Houston when I lived there they eminent domained jeez i think it was 6 or 700 businesses mm. along i10 because they were widening it and they had to have that room and so they went from i don't know it was a six lane highway i think to uh, 24 lanes yeah i mean ridiculous it was it, i mean they just made it gigantic it was at one time and it maybe it may still be the largest freeway uh in the country and maybe the world but anyway um, so they they have to go to these businesses and offer them fair market value. Um, but when you're just talking about a business replacing somebody's home for a tax base or because of climate change, you can't do that. That's That's not how you use eminent domain. When Governor Roy Cooper announced the deal in March of last year, he called the project Transformative. Said it would bring many good jobs to our state.
2: Oh, and well then it's totally worth mm, destroying right. that church. Of
1: course, gotta, the church gotta, and
2: people's homes. You gotta, you gotta hire
1: people. Yeah. So we gotta get rid of churches. Yeah, just get out. Okay, get out. Don't you understand? We're building an electric car factory
2: here. Oh, why didn't you say that? Yeah, I thought it was yeah. just a car, but no, no it's electric. Car. It's electric. Then so totally take my
1: house now. Climate change mean anything to you? Do your part. But taxpayer money isn't the only thing the state is giving away as part of its preparation, site preparation process. The North Carolina Department of Transportation also planned uh, roadway improvements to accommodate the traffic a new factory would create. So they're going to widen the roads too. This, uh, those plans would require displacing a total of 27 homes, five businesses, and Mary Oaks Baptist Church, which has stood on its spot... Since 1888. Oh. Yeah, don't worry about it. Whatever. It's been there too long, really. What kind of car factory did you say this was again? It's electric, Keith. It's an electric car. And they're going to build batteries. Oh. Oh. Well, then. Right? Goodbye, church. Yeah. See ya. (laughs) I'm sorry. Those 27 homes got to go. That church. It's been there. Really. If it's been there (laughs) since 1888, that's too long. Yeah. Gaia needs
2: your support. And you're going to have to just step aside.
1: North Carolina's use of eminent domain for roadway improvements rather than the factory itself could be enough to circumvent the public use aspects of uh, the takings clause. But under the Kelo decision, that's the one in in Connecticut that was so controversial. That one is a terrible example. In New London, Connecticut, where they seized homes for the construction of a Pfizer facility. Remember that? Yeah. Demolished the homes, got rid of the people. Everybody had to move. They never built the factory. Oh. They never built uh, the Pfizer location. Oh. <laughs> I would be so pissed. Oh, my gosh. So, so, But it was Pfizer, so it was okay.
2: So is the city of New London uh-huh. bringing in more property tax dollars? On an empty lot than if a home were there? Probably. Yeah, I'm sure (laughs) they are. morons. Yeah.
1: I mean, how stupid is that? And how angry would you be if you had to give up your home, you had to move, you went through all of that, and then they don't even build what they're telling you they're going to build there to get you out of there. (laughs) It's just incredible. And so all of these people who own homes, 27 homeowners... Five businesses and the church. I'll see you later because, yeah, uh, they also included widening road. So that makes it okay. Don't even worry about the the factory itself. We're just going to do the road. Jeez. Just unbelievable. Also now, Rolls-Royce is apparently planning to build a nuclear reactor on the moon with UK funding. Uh, the U.K. Space Agency. I didn't know there was one. There's a U.K. Space Agency? Wow, they don't,
2: they don't do it. There's, what? Is there much of a return? I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to see how much money, how many pounds goes to the U.K. Space Energy uh, Industry or whatever. Agency. Yeah, see, uh, see how well Budget. funded they are. Yeah.
1: Uh, but they're backing a plan by British car and engine manufacturing firm Rolls-Royce to build a nuclear reactor for the moon.
2: <laughs> Wait. What? Well, hold on a second. The the UK space agency uh-huh. uh, annual budget Pat is four hundred and sixty nine million pounds.
1: So okay, right? I mean four hundred and sixty nine million pounds.
2: I've literally, I'm a forty six year old person, has never heard never them heard mentioned it. in a story.
1: I haven't either. You you, you got to
2: do more with that money.
1: Cause... I just thought they were part of the European Space Agency, which I've heard of, but I've never heard of the UK space agency. <laughs> but the program will receive funds. In the sum of uh, 2.9 million pounds from the UK Space Agency. Okay. That's a major increase from 249,000 pounds that they funded uh, back in 2022. It's hoped that Rolls-Royce will have the reactor ready to send to the moon by
2: 2029. Mm, Okay. Huh. Uh, 2010 is when the UK Space Agency became a thing. Uh, so, So we can build... Nuclear uh, plants on the moon, but not on
1: this planet? Not in America for some reason. Right? That's amazing. That's really something.
2: How do you do this? Is it a prefab uh, nuclear reactor?
1: That's what it sounds like because, yeah, they said they'll have the reactor ready to send to the moon. So they're going to build it here and then send it there. How big is this thing? Does it Uh, say? It doesn't.
2: How? I'm just trying to figure out how that works. Is Is it like a... Is it a nuclear uh, reactor that you get over at IKEA and then you just kind of bring it up there and. Yes. You know, yeah, just piece it here, together. And get yeah. a screw- Follow be- the directions. Don't leave your screwdriver on Earth because <laughs> you're going to get up there and get frustrated.
1: <laughs> Nations all over the world, spearheaded by NASA's Artemis missions, seek to return humanity to the moon for a more prolonged stay than the few visits uh, the Apollo missions made. So. Mm in 2029 okay what are you gonna do with that reactor though what what's it going to
2: it's gonna power like homes and
1: stuff all the homes on the moon right yeah well
2: i mean until they need to build an electric car factory up there and then they're gonna bulldoze the (laughs) homes and you're like
1: ah square one yeah we're building an electric car car manufacturing plant on the moon (laughs) it's electric so (laughs) shut
2: up but don't you have there's a lot of space here (laughs) you could utilize why do you have to build right here where my house is
1: weird (laughs) the first steps for this have already been taken uh nasa's artemis 1 mission having successfully returned from a trip around the moon and the artemis 3 mission set to pull uh set to put human humans on the lunar surface for the first time in decades uh next year or the year after it's only the start of what is hoped to be a more long-term human presence on the moon, which would include humans living and working on the lunar surface. surface. Uh, this has the potential to vastly transform human progress, yeah. with space having been referred to by some as the ultimate laboratory. This requires a number of the necessary uh, equipment to be made in advance, such as lunar habitats, vehicles, food sources, communication systems, and all that. But in order for all those to function, we also need a power source, and nuclear power is the big plan. <sighs> That's interesting that we can't we can't build a single plant. Uh, in the United States because of the hysteria over Three Mile Island <laughs> and the movie The China Syndrome. But now we're going to start building on the moon. What happens if we have a, a meltdown on the moon? Are we going to blow up the moon? Oh, no. Oh, no. Then what does that do to our tides? What yeah. if they've considered any of that? Yeah,
2: lo- A lot of dark nights after that. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. That would
1: be weird. Uh, there's movies about that. There is a movie... Last year, the year before, a couple of years ago, where the moon sort of broke up and oh really? Did you see that? No, no. apparently not. <laughs> no, sorry, it's too, way too recent for you to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In twenty forty nine, you might be watching that movie.
2: Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, what what was the premise of this movie?
1: Uh, that the moon blew up or something, and then it started affecting the Earth, as would you know obviously be yeah. the case. And I think I think a giant portion of the moon was going to slam into the Earth. Moonfall. Moonfall. Yeah, that's exactly what it's called. Hmm. Brilliant movie. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> highly recommended? or, or Are oh, you kidding? Highly, are, oh, I'm sorry. highly recommended. For a moment it. there, I thought it was like a real no. movie review. No. <laughs> no. I got
2: to make sure to, to look at at his face. It was the next time he says that.
1: Stupid. Stu- it was. Oh, really bad? Yeah, it huh? was stupid.
2: Yeah. Oh, man, that's too bad. Because that yeah. kind of sounded like it had potential until you.
1: Yeah, I, I, I no, I wouldn't bother with it. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Um, meanwhile, there's this uh, resident who is trying her best <laughs> to be a conscientious neighbor. This is a fun story. But she's been left unsure what to do. Well, let's after, help her out. After the woman living downstairs complained she makes too much noise when she showers. <laughs>
2: You hear it on the surface, it sounds like, man, what what are you doing in the shower? (laughs)
1: Good grief. When you work night shifts, it's important to keep the noise down when you return home. Nobody wants to be woken up by a car blaring music or a careless neighbor slamming doors. But there's only so far you can go to help others, or at least one worker thinks. Uh, The woman has been left in an awkward situation after her neighbor demanded she change her routine. The resident who lives in a flat below the worker says she makes too much noise when she goes for a shower. However, the worker likes to go to bed clean. Yeah. And perhaps understandably. Yeah. Uh, it's not something she wants to give up. Uh, Try
2: earplugs downstairs if there's she, a problem.
1: She wants to help her neighbor, but she tries to keep the noise down when she showers. But she says she shouldn't be held accountable for the ancient plumbing in their building. So oh, that's why it's so noisy.
2: Pipes are rattling.
1: Yeah. Explaining her conundrum to a, a in a post to Reddit, the shift worker said the matter divided her friends after she asked them for advice. I live on the top floor of a three-floor apartment building, and Karen lives directly below me. I also work a night shift, so I have pretty much no choice but to do everything at night as I'm asleep during the day. Karen lives...
2: Below me? Did she say Karen? Yeah. Is yeah. it? Is I don't know if that's the actual her name Karen. or is she just calling
1: her that. <laughs> uh-huh. That must really suck for all Karens. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but my roommate starts work as I go to sleep at 5 a.m., so I'm always keeping noise to an absolute minimum. Unfortunately, her activities still cause noise despite her efforts as she found out. After sharing her phone number with her neighbor. Oh. Shouldn't have done that. No, you should
2: not have.
1: When the woman returned home from work, she made dinner, washed up her dishes. None of what you'd expect to cause excessive noise. But her neighbor messaged her saying she wasn't happy about the water noise. Okay. And good news for the worker. Commenters uh, supported her decision after hearing her side of the story. Her problem is not with you. It's with bad plumbing. You have every right to make normal living noises in your apartment at any hour of the day, read one reply. Someone else advised, uh, you're allowed to exist as a night shifter. (laughs) I know. If she keeps it up, block her number. No kidding.
2: I mean, that that sounds like an issue with the building, having paper-thin walls.
1: Yeah, and bad plumbing. And bad plumbing. Fix it. Go to the landlord and say, hey, uh, you got to fix the plumbing here. It's way too loud. Huh. Also, uh, Pope Fra- Francis, have you seen that he might uh, lift the celibacy requirement for priests?
2: Oh, Jeffy's out then, because Jeffy, you know, obviously was on a on a fast track to pope. Was he? And uh, I or, didn't realize that. Or maybe he's well. Actually, uh, maybe he's uh, more in. I should say, you know.
1: So, yeah. Well, he is, he is. He married. So yeah. So yeah. There you go. Uh, Pope Francis has hinted that he's going to review the Roman Catholic Church's rule of priestly celibacy. He says it's not doctrine. It's more tradition. Huh. I guess they've only done this for a thousand years.
2: Nobody wrote it down? No. They were just like, oh, yeah, tell the next generation, mm-hmm. well, that you're not going to be creating. Tell them that uh can't be having sex.
1: Yeah, I— I mean, I thought they started out that way, but apparently, according to uh, Pope Francis, uh, they did not. And it just—I don't know when it, what it came from. 11th century, something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he previously opposed the idea that celibacy was an option for leaders of the church, um, he, but he appeared to loosen his stance when speaking with Argentine outlet InfoBay. Oh, love he them. Called celibacy an individual discipline instead of a contradiction to the church. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. I think it's a great idea. I think priests should be able to get married.
2: You could open it up uh, to
1: more individuals. Yes. Yes, you could. Uh, In the interview, which was conducted to mark the 10th anniversary of his election as Pope, Francis said, there's no contradiction for a priest to marry celibacy in the western church is a temporary prescription it's not eternal like priestly ordination which is forever whether you like it or not whether you leave or not is another matter but it is forever on the other hand celibacy is a discipline hmm. did you see the movie two popes probably not that's too recent as well right you see that in about 2063
2: <laughs> <laughs> no it's no. a movie Two Popes?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Oh. And uh, I don't know who plays uh, Pope Francis. I, but it, It's really good. Jonathan They're, Price? Yes, Jonathan okay. Price. Yeah. 2019. Huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's been around for a while. So I'll see it in 20, 20 <laughs> in years, 2063? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I finally watched it just the other day, and uh, it was really... I don't know how accurate it is, the relationship between the two, Um but uh, it gives you some insight into this pope and why he is the way he is. Oh, it's
2: about this yeah. current pope
1: and yes. the one before, right? Okay, and they call it two popes because obviously uh, you had two popes: Pope Benedict, yeah. who resigned, and uh, you know that hasn't been done since the twelve hundreds. And then you had Pope Francis, and uh, Pope Francis apparently was about to retire; he was about to quit and leave the, not leave the church, but leave read that. being a cardinal.
2: And, oh, oh, oh.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, but Benedict talked him out of it and said, you know, what? we need you. We need you here. Oh, bro. Yeah, yeah, the church needs to change and you're the guy for it.
2: Let's change it to and Marxism?
1: Boy, has it ever changed, right? I mean, bro. I'm not Catholic, but it seems like he's made some... Pretty any big changes, and that his—I don't know—his ideology is so different.
2: Yeah, it, it, it takes that joke is the Pope Catholic.
1: Yes, and, and it, you don't know whether to yeah, answer yeah. yes or no anymore. I don't know.
2: I'm kind of stumped now. <laughs> yes. Why, why, why the right. trick question?
1: Right. But uh, this, to me, I don't know how Catholics feel about it, but it seems like this would be a really good. I, I think it'd be a good thing. Um, in order for priests to be married, it you know because it it goes against nature and your natural inclination to not you know be with somebody your whole life. Uh, clerical celibacy has been officially mandated since the 11th century. Wow, centuries prior, it was tradition for priests to vow abstinence. The ruling has been controversial within the church for at least a thousand years, but the Vatican has persisted in forcing the requirement. Until now, mm-hmm. Francis, like his predecessors, preached the rule as well. Well, wow. uh, Germany's Catholic Church recently voted to request the Pope end the requirement.
2: Interesting. How many retired priests or older priests now are are reading about this, going, "Whoa, wait yeah. a minute! Now you do this, what, guys?"
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably a lot. Oh boy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. So we are uh, pretty much all out of time. We're, we're going to have uh, overtime coming up. That usually posts around uh, 11 Central Time, 11 a.m. Central.
2: How do you go to, to watch overtime? What, what are you supposed to do?
1: Well, you go to, you know. Blaze TV. Blaze TV. No, Blaze, no. T- Blaze TV. Blaze TV.com. Slash. Slash Pat, you gotta sign up and sign up. That's what you do, and then you can enjoy <laughs> overtime, uh, and not just ours, but you know everybody who does overtime. You get access to all of it, and Glenn shows this on Wednesday. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.